Good morning! On this bowl of question crunch, my friend Spooky is here to talk about their plans for October. Answering questions about spooky picnics, golf clubs, and if Frankenberry has a decent Halloween playlist. Yeah, I know this episode is all about you, and we'll get to the questions, but I would <laughs> to catch up on stuff that you're doing, because we haven't spoken since Neil. I mean, we, you did send me a video, which was awesome, and I appreciate it, but we haven't spoken since Neil, so how are you doing? I'm doing great. I've I've done, like, a bazillion things since Neotropolis, so, I mean, I I can catch you up on those things, but that might be a full episode in it. Uh, eventually we will get to your full episode because uh you said that you're going to get away and we you know this is a tease for people listening for future episode uh you will have a website ready because we want i do want to talk about your art and uh, an extensive detail of all the arts and stuff that you work on because okay well i've seen the photos that you've sent and the photos that you post are absolutely amazing i look forward to letting people know about that but you said wait till you have a website right yeah, yeah. We so we w- we won't we won't touch on that yet. But let's see. Uh, after Neotropolis, I left to let's say I came back to Washington State, which is where I'm from. Um, and I was there for about like a week, and then I flew to Vegas to go see Sick New World, uh, because it's been a lifetime dream to see System of a Down live, and I was finally able to do that. Uh, and that concert was amazing. I also got to see a bunch of other bands that I've been meaning to see. And then I came back to Washington State for like three days. And then I flew out again to California to go to the Crew World concert to see Susie and to see Susie uh, and Iggy Pop. Those were the top two that I really wanted to see. Um, and then that concert had a whole lightning thing, so we had to evacuate, and we had to cancel going to see go to Disneyland so then we the day that we went we're supposed to go see Disneyland we just went back to the concert venue to see actually see Susie because the lightning storm happened during the Iggy Pop part portion of that concert and so then we had to evacuate the grounds and then uh no one got to see Susie that day it was very sad um and that, but we got to see her the next day at least my group was very fortunate to be able to do that and then I flew back to Washington State and then I was there for like three days, and then I, and then I went to Eastern Washington to see some friends, and then I came back, and then I bartended for Oregon Renfair. Like that's my life. So it's like I could it just I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one event after the other. Uh, yeah. So that was May. <laughs> I, I oh, we, that's okay. We don't have to cover. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to cover anything. But, <laughs> but I've I been see, busy gal. I, I do see Renaissance fairs happening so often in your life, as far as I think. I think this that happened. First, this is my first time bartending for Ren Fair, actually. How was that? It was great. Uh, I love it. Well, I also am the person who had never worked in the service industry ever in my life. And this is a very skewed version of it where I'm only there for weekends. So very skewed perspective on it. But it's very loud. You lose your voice because you're in character. Um, and I had a ton of fun and I'm glad that I was able to volunteer for the Oregon Ren Fair and for Washington State. How do they cancel because of lightning? Does the lightning have to happen and everyone's like, oh shit, it's gonna cancel? Or do they just, is it just a really big surprise where they just say an announcement that's like, hey. Oh, I, and- 
so I used to work events, actually. I used to work uh -huh. for, like, uh, concerts and stuff. And to give you some perspective on that, it is usually on the county level that that make – and it trickles down to person-to-person -person of head department to head department to make that call. And if it does, it really is, like, a safety issue that has to be made by the county. Uh, and then they have to immediately evacuate you. Um, do people stay? Uh, yeah, I don't know why, because it's like, I don't know why. I think people don't realize, um, because we live in, a lot of us live in a very, like, fortunate setting where we're not in danger. So when we hear that there is danger, people don't, people don't hustle. But it's, it's like, no, this is serious. It went, people don't know, like, you go down the line of department to department head of making that call, because nobody wants to cancel a concert. I think a lot of people, it's weird, because I think a lot of people, when there's danger, there is that moment of pause, because uh, we don't want to just immediately overreact, and we don't want to react so big, so we pause and see how danger, <laughs> what level of danger the danger is, or yeah. if it's legit, if it's not a joke, uh, let's do this. Um, I did. The only time I've ever been evacuated was when I was at a wedding. I was in a wedding and there was a fire. There was a wildfire in the park that of the wedding that we were in. And we saw the fire getting closer and closer and closer. And they're just like, uh, uh, before we evacuate, uh, let's, let's wrap up this way and let's do this wedding really fast. And I was just staying there and getting, <laughs> getting more and more scared as I see the fire coming upon us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, that's a hard no for, I'd be like, I'm going to just, I'm going to go this way and I'm going to take as many people as I can to it just was, go. It was, it was an experience. Cause like, uh, when ash is falling from the sky, Oh my gosh. It looks kind of romantic until it lands and it explodes in the cloud. And you're like, Oh wait, no, this is, this is bad. This is very bad. <laughs> oh man. Um, that wedding was actually on Halloween. And I think. <laughs> yes. It was a Halloween wedding. Uh, there wasn't a Halloween theme, but it's a Halloween I'll never forget. Uh, speaking of which, Halloween is upon us. Um, and I keep thinking, I keep getting really excited about it. I, keep, uh, I, have, I have a schedule of things I have to do and things that, if my schedule allows it, I will do. And that got me interested in wondering what my friends are up to, what they have planned for October. Or, you know... Spooky season has begun, so I don't want to say just October. I think now you could start being doing doing shenanigans. That being said, what plans do you have for October? What do my plans? Um, you know, when you were a kid and you would plan out your summer schedule and have a little checklist of all the things you want to do for summer. I do that for the month of October. So, uh, let's see. Um, on October fifth. I'm doing a ghost town picnic. There is a several ghost towns in Washington state. And uh, there's one called Melmont, which used to be a coal mine town. Uh, and it's been abandoned for years, but it's like a three mile hike and you get to see some ruins and it's just a nice little hike. And I'm like making a picnic out of it for there. And then on October 6th, actually, there is a private goth club in Seattle uh, called the Mercury. You may have heard of it. And they're doing a what we do in the shadows theme night. And we're all going to dress up as uh, dorky vampires and dance the night away. Um, and then I'm also and like, please stop me if there's more things you want to dive into. But I have so I, many. 
the thing that I'm going to stop you with uh, until, you know, I, I was going to wait until you're done, but I was not a kid that organized my summer, so I'm glad. Oh, <laughs> I color-coded it. I had all these ambitious plans that I actually, most of them I never did, but as an adult. <laughs> now that you have the time and money, you're like, oh, man, I'm going to knock out this binder of plans. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I'm dragging my friends along the way with me. <laughs> so, but I want to hear more about your stuff because a lot of this sounds really cool because I would never have thought of a ghost town picnic. I might have to try to organize something like that. Yes, uh, do it. Because I think it's a great idea. Um, so you're on what we do in the shadows dance party thing. Uh, yes. What's next? Next, um, there is a place in Georgetown. So Seattle's... Uh, organized in several different neighborhoods and there's one neighborhood called georgetown and they have a haunt called the georgetown morgue and so i'm organizing that for people to go and then actually on sundays man i'm just gonna be an advertisement for all these places uh on sundays they do if you donate four cans of food uh you get a discount on your ticket so we're going on a sunday <laughs> so cool i love that completely yes uh, and then I think, I think that's, what is that? Is that week one? Is that week one of October? Um, and then the following week, I'm actually ta taking a taxidermy class through the oddities and curiosities fair in Seattle. And so it'll be all day thing, but I'll learn, I'll ta do taxidermy for the first time. <laughs> Are you, are, is, is that something that you're really excited about doing? Or I, I'm excited. Uh, I've never done it. Uh, so I was like, yeah, why not? I'll spend a full day. The Oddities and Curiosities Fair is a really great market of odd things that you can buy. Uh, and they also t have classes during the day. So you could sign up for a class that it's included in like your ticket. It's funny because I asked if you're excited about it. And I'm thinking about all the listeners who are listening to this and they're like, well, if you're already going to do it, why wouldn't you be excited about it? And I'm like, I would do it. I would definitely take taxidermy class. I don't know if I would be that excited about, but I'm always <laughs> learn more things and do something that is unexpected and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I was like, this is a little out of my comfort zone, but I also just like learning things. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll learn something for the heck of learning something. I'm a big fan of learning things just for the fun of it. I, I, you know, I, <laughs> I won't go to a lot of classes for the fun of it because a lot of times that costs a lot of money. So that's oh yeah, it's not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but if I get if I get the chance to learn something, I not for free would be ideal. But if it's less expensive, then I, I could be down for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's next? Because <laughs> this binder okay, is then... I hope, I hope a cool cover on your binder. <laughs> and then the next day I'll be my friend likes to do photo shoots and so we're going to be doing a spooky photo shoot uh the idea is we're going to have it's going to look like I'm possessed and I'm like floating so we'll see how it goes but we were talking about props the other day and we're definitely busting out tarot cards and lots of candles and trying to figure out some poses so it just looks like I'm being possessed and floating in the air which will be very fun I'm looking very forward to that. Will that be posted on social media or publicly, oh, privately? Yeah, 
Yeah, it will eventually. But it's like first we have to do the shoot, and then so pro- hopefully, hopefully in time for Halloween. But if not, uh, I celebrate scary things all year round. Yeah. I just go hard in October. <laughs> That's exactly what I tell people. I love celebrating Halloween all year long, year round, but I definitely go hard in October. And October is the time where uh, the rest of the world gets to join the fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's, I mean, and then this is not actually something that people do, but like I have a, two friends that are getting married um, the following week, and they're having basically a Halloween themed wedding, and it's going to be at Thornwood Castle, which um, most people know it because it was shown on the movie Rose Red. Um, and I have a few friends who are convinced that it's haunted, and it's just a very be- beautiful castle. Uh, and so I think I'm dressing up as Medusa, like fancy Medusa for that for that wedding. It'll it's going to be a blast. Both of them are great, and so I think. I don't know. We're we're all very excited about it, and very happy that they're getting married. Uh, all of these, all these events that you're going to have sound like amazing photos. I look very forward to living vicariously through. The picnic thing. I think I'm going to try to organize a spooky picnic. That sounds like a yeah. lot of fun. That's something with I can. Spooky actually... treats. With spooky treats. Uh, a wedding in the castle is a little trickier. Uh, I don't have the, I don't have the resources to make that happen. You could do but, a spooky stay in a castle, though. I don't have, I don't think I have any local castles I can use. Or, dang, those castles are just not, like, around. Um, Or a spooky hotel. Like, if you find a place that's known for being haunted, you guys could also... Like, a fun... You know when you're a kid and you have sleepovers? That doesn't happen anymore, but you probably could convince everyone to be, like, spooky bed and breakfast. <laughs> It's funny because you say that uh, sleepovers don't happen anymore. I think they do. I think they're just uh, conventions or if you're at a party and you just drink and you can't drive home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my October is a lot less organized. It's a, uh, Oh, are we done with your list? Because you can continue if you there's want. More. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's more. There's a couple. I mean, I also like to do like the corn mazes and then go to haunts and then pick out a pumpkin and then carve a pumpkin. So I'm also organizing that. But, you know, I'm just keeping it loose, you know, not planted at all. Oh, yeah. There's there's the page of uh, just uh, spontaneous things in your organized list. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you know, you can't plan too much. You got to leave things <laughs> spontaneous. Yeah, it, uh, on my to-do list, I wrote a uh, spontaneous event. And then, you know, just that's there. <laughs> Insert spontaneous event. I like it. Yeah. That's- yeah, you got. You can <laughs> I dig it. Uh, what is a what is a spooky movie that you have to watch during October? Um, it's it's spooky and yet it's not spooky. I love Cabin in the Woods. Honestly, that's like, a good call. It's because I have to rotate my spooky movies because I'll watch them enough that you're just like, okay, I need to take a break from like Nightmare Before Christmas or something. Like you just can't watch it every year. At least I can't because I'm in my 30s and it's been a while and I've been watching so many of these. Uh, But Cabin in the Woods, I will watch every single year uh, because I think it subverts the genre a little bit. Um, And so I think it's just classic funny, but also, hey. My favorite part about Cabin in the Woods is, uh, you're right, you're right. When it's over the genre, it's always a lot of fun. Uh, well, not always, but a lot of times that concept is a lot of fun. 
And one of my favorite moments is a lot of times in horror movies, they have the title card come up and the title card is always really dramatic. And that's how it is with Kevin Woods. Because, like, if you think of, uh, what was it? Um, well, The Conjuring has The Conjuring title come down. You hear the music. But that also happens with Insidious, where the, the title card's there and it's really dramatic music. And I love, <laughs> in Kevin the Woods, there's a whole office setup of really bland conversation, really normal conversation that has nothing to do with spookiness. And then, bam, the title is up there with, like, really loud and dramatic music. I love that scene so much. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That actually reminds me of a movie. So every year the Seattle International Film Festival happens. And you get you what I recommend is seeing movies that you know aren't going to play in America because you're never going to be able to see those movies again, most likely, especially in theaters. And one year I went and there was a movie and it was called Cannibal. I don't remember what country it was. And it had one of the best intros where you're just watching someone at a gas station fill up on gas and then the window slides up and you realize you're in the car or the POV of in the car with the person who's a cannibal. Uh, it just, it just, it was, I will always remember that intro of that movie. Uh, and I don't know where the, I'll be able to see that movie ever again. Damn. I'm going to try to find it. I'll try to find it. I think if I'm you gonna... find it, let me know. I don't well, even remember what language. I think it might've been Russian. I don't even remember, but if you find it, let me know. I will hundred percent watch that movie again. While I do really love the uh, intro to Kevin in the Woods, uh, I think that Get Out is one of my favorite horror movie openings. Oh, yes. Uh, that whole bit where you hear the, mu- the the creepiness of the car following this dude, and then the car is parked, and you hear the music get louder, and he looks back, and the door is open. Scary scene. I love that so much. <laughs> um. I'm a big fan, and that's why I really want to check out this movie called Cannibal, because uh, I like it when the scares are not too in-your-face, where it's really unsettling, where it makes the viewer put two and two together of what's going on. It's uh, That movie is distressing. Like oh. it's a, it's like a slow burn, right? Like, I do feel like now, modern, modern films, it's like scenes last what like three seconds or something like it's like shot for shot versus that movie it's like it's you're just like oh I'm I just feel dread because it just like we're not turning away it kind of reminds me of hereditary a little bit because it's like those shots those are they're long some of them I'm I'm always a big fan of uh, having a good slow burn uh I think that just raises the anticipation for the scare yes 100 percent I feel like uh, it's interesting because on one hand, I like the slow burn because it gives you the anticipation. But then on the other hand, uh, the thing, one of my favorite shots is when they're testing a DNA with the burner and the DNA, the alien DNA just explodes. And if you don't have the anticipation, that scare, that's a good jump scare because you're not even ready for it whatsoever. The moment is, (laughs) has no preparation in your mind. And I dig that. I love that. I mean, I guess, no, that scene does have a lot of preparation because they're testing a bunch of different blood. It's just (laughs) when they get to the main one, that has no anticipation. And then it's it's like uh, taking the wrong step on this uh, case of stairs. Staircase. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and then, like, honestly, uh, what I've been trying to do more is just, like, paying attention to, like, the production companies or something. So now I'm like, oh, 
A20, I mean, I didn't realize until much later that I was like, oh, I actually really like a lot of A24 films and I just never realized it. And so I guess that would, that'd be something I would recommend for people if look up, look up the company, check them out, uh, see what else they make. You might like other things. I do love A24. Those, those, that, those movies a lot of times are willing to get weird and I appreciate that. Um, who probably, who, who out of all the, uh, spooky serial characters, who has probably the best Halloween playlist? Count Chocula, Frankenberry, or Booberry? <laughs> um, let me think about that. What an excellent question. <laughs> all right. Um, I would say just right off the bat. Uh, and I'm going to mess up their names. So Frankenberry, you're out of here. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to your playlist. I mean, I will, but I'll be like, this is scattered. The, the tone goes all over the place from like cheery, but then not. And I'm like, where did, wh I think it's going to be a sloppy playlist uh, for, um, who was it? Booberry? Booberry, Dracula. Yeah. Um, Booberry, I think would be a good time. And if I was at a party, I would pull out that playlist. But on Count Chocula, I think if I was like, we're having a moody night, that might be the one that I would go to. <laughs> I was thinking, it's funny because uh, I disagree with you on Chocula and Booberry. Well, kind of disagree. I don't know. But uh, uh, Frankenberry, I totally agree with you. Because <laughs> I was looking at the characters. I'm like, you know what? I don't think Frankenberry is going to be good. I don't think <laughs> I don't think their playlist is going to be fun. I think it's going to be weird. And uh, I do think that Count Chocula would try too hard. I think that uh, you'll hear a lot <laughs> of songs and you're like, oh, man, you got you to gotta dial it back, buddy. <laughs> I, I agree that Count Chocula would have a more intense playlist because I think they would try harder. And I think Booberry would be more lax about it, which is why I think party playlists. Like, that's like crowd pleaser. Yes. I do think because I was looking at the photos and Booberry has it has look in the eye has the look in their eyes of having a good taste of music and I think that that would be a lot of fun. Agreed. And I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like ghosts because they're dead. Uh, they they don't have to worry about people's uh, opinions of their playlist. So I think it's gonna be a lot more interesting. Yes. Yeah. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I can walk through walls like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to obey gravity. Why do I have to obey your taste? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I might even, uh, <laughs> I might have to play. I have to mind. I might have, oh, I bet that exists. I'm going to check out Spotify to figure people have playlists based on those characters. I would love that. I would love that a lot, actually. <laughs> do you have a favorite? All right. This is, I mean, we don't have to talk about it, but I was like, do you have a oh. favorite playlist now that's public? Because I have one based on name. Uh, I have one that's public, but it's not done yet. I don't want to really share it yet. Oh, okay. To it. Uh, but I, I'll share it to you. Uh, no, uh, I'll mention it on this podcast. I think it's called, like, it's on my Spotify. And I would open Spotify, but I don't, I don't want the music to play while record, recording. But it's called uh, Get Halloweeny with Jimmy. <laughs> and it's all songs I want on a Halloween playlist. Nice. And a lot of them are really just, uh, I like high energy songs. I think the only one that's not high energy is, uh, I guess it kind of is high energy. It's the uh, uh, Put a Spell on You. 
the original, I think. No, not the, the original, original or the one that was uh, done by the Sanderson sisters in. Uh, it's not that. <laughs> Dude's name. I'm bad at names. Uh, I feel bad because all my musical nerds are like, I know what the name of the character. I know the name of the singer is. Uh, but yeah, I'll send you the playlist, and I want it to be longer. And also, my playlist has people on there that are not well known because I did. Mm. I have met Celine Serene, and I, Celine Serene has also been on a podcast episode. But I wanted to put her song on my playlist, and that was a lot of fun. How about you? Do you have a playlist that you really dig? Um, I I have playlists. I like to name them weird names. Um, but I don't have like a go-to spooky playlist. There we go. Scream Screaming Jay Hawkins. Sorry, I had to mention the <laughs> name. That's the that's the version of the spell on you that I really dig. All right, continue. Sorry. Oh no. I was just gonna share just names of playlists that I enjoy that you can find through scrolling. My favorite oh. one. My favorite playlist name, I cannot speak to the entire playlist because I haven't listened to it, is Doom Metal for Evil Wizards Only, Virtuous Wizards Do Not Touch, because that is a great <laughs> playlist name. I love that so much. <laughs> I, I, want, I want one person to look at it and like, damn it, I'm a good wizard. I can't, I can't listen to this. <laughs> yes. Not a lot. I just want one person to... <laughs> to oh, not to for me. Too, Goodbye. <laughs> to be too honest about themselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other good, great ones? There was one about rocks. Did you know that I think I think it's Barilla uh, or Barilla, the pasta company, they have playlists on Spotify <laughs> and each one is named after a pasta and the playlists are the length of the playlists are how long you should cook that pasta. Holy shit. <laughs> Whoever is on their marketing team, hilarious, and I want to be their friend. I am going to check this out because that's... I don't... I think it's brilliant because then you can time your pasta to the song, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think that's how it works. Yeah. Uh, I think that's great. I think it's great. Um, yeah, because my playlist has a lot of stuff, because uh, it's weird because I'll be on Instagram, and I'll do a drawing of the character, and I'll post it on the stories, and I want a song to be associated with the drawing, mm -hmm. and I did a drawing of the uh, Baba Yaga, so when I was picking songs, and I found a song um, that was titled Baba Yaga, I played it, and I was like, oh, right, this is, this is high energy, I dig this, put it on my playlist, and that's what I prefer to do, is just find songs I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't otherwise not know. And I say that a lot of my podcasts, otherwise not know. I like looking for stuff and seeing what the internet has to offer. Yeah. Yeah. I would never have found a pasta playlist, though. How did you stumble upon that? Was that I don't even, I don't even, you know, when you just type in weird things on Spotify and you see what pops up. That, I think that's what happened with me. <laughs> I've never typed in Varilla Pasta. <laughs> um, so what life are you living, Jimmy, that you don't... <laughs> I'm disappointed now that I haven't looked that up. That's upsetting. <laughs> what is one, and we mentioned this in the beginning, that uh, you do a lot of crafts, you build a lot of things. I've seen the photos, and they're absolutely amazing. What is one, one, of, what is one of your favorite Halloween crafts, items, costumes, all along, anything that you created for Halloween that you really love? Yeah. Um, so the irony of crafting and costuming, and you may have dealt with this with several uh friends 
is you will craft for an event and for some reason Halloween is actually lower on the list than everything else um this is gonna sound very silly but like and I feel like uh like Halloween puts me kind of in the box of you're generally recreating something that you've uh, seen in media and is more recognizable. That's part of the joy, right? Of people recognizing what you are versus usually when I craft or costume, I'm trying to create an original character and creating like a lore for this character so that it feels real. And so there is like, it's a little different. So I probably don't have a very fun answer there, but in terms, one time I dressed up my dog as Georgie from It and I made her, she had a little, your face, she had yeah. a little yellow <laughs> raincoat and I made her a little paper boat that said SS Georgie. And then for fun, because uh, I got her a red balloon and I tied it to her waist. So actually at the Halloween party, I always knew where my dog was because I saw a floating red balloon just wandering around. Um. <laughs> that would be scary as fuck. <laughs> If I just see a red balloon going around, nope. floating with a little dog. No, everyone thought it was super cute. <laughs> yeah, but until I see the dog, there's a floating red balloon. And usually that means that there's a clown at the end of it. And she's happy to see you, so she'll charge you and just run <laughs> up to you. <laughs> so the balloon's just getting faster towards you. <laughs> uh, was, uh, did you. Did you dress up as Pennywise to go with the dog? or I it... actually dressed up as Sexy No Face that year, so... <laughs> Hey, I'm down with that. That's so, that's so much better than Pennywise. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was sexy no face that year. I had uh, my my friend 3D printed the mask and I painted it and I actually wore it on the back of my head. So that like, uh, which confused people a lot more than you think that it would at a party because they'd be like, oh, hey. And then I turn around and be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I mean, so when you had it on the back of your head, was it right side up on the back of your head? Okay, because I was thinking that if you had it above your head, then you have the mouth to eat, and that would be true to the character, right? I really tried. If I had a friend who could have body paint me, I would have had the full, like, mouth as, like, part of, like, my body. <laughs> so that if I, like, open up, like, a flash, I'd be like, it's the full mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'd be a good idea. Someone do that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I think you're right. I do think you're right that when when you celebrate Halloween all year round and you're always doing crafts, uh, it's really easier to do crafts and be really proud of them when it's something that's completely original that you just had on the spur of the moment where you're just like, I need to make this thing. But when there is an event and suddenly, suddenly you're just uh, not just recreating, but a lot of times, like you said, you're doing stuff that already exists and you're trying to be recognized. That can a lot. That can oftentimes. Uh, I feel like fan art. I'm not a big fan of making fan art, but I will because people that sells. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not putting. I'm not putting down dressing up for Halloween. It's super fun. Oh no, no. I'm just talking about from an artist, from a creative. Oh standpoint. yeah. A lot of times uh, that I do love creating Halloween art, and I get really excited about it. But I know the feeling of um, being less passionate when it's not some just random creative project. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm mhm. Um, have you done any, because I know you do a lot of leather work, and I know we're going to talk about that on your main thing for your website. <laughs> have you done any leather work for Halloween? Like, anything spooky with bats or something? Um, one time I made a bat choker for someone whose birthday was in October. 
Um, in terms of like Halloween themed crafts, actually not really, actually not really. You think I would, you think I have, well, but I've, I have. <laughs> I've seen a lot of really cool crafts like uh, online. Uh, one of my favorite ones, I haven't gotten around to doing it, but I, I really, cause like I've seen, I've seen people take paper towel rolls and put like little like the uh, the electric candle on the top, and then use a uh, super glue or something to make the drippiness on the top, so that the candle is dripping wax or it looks like it's dripping wax. And then they spray the whole thing black. And I, when I saw that, I lost my mind. That was absolutely gorgeous because you can use whatever roll that you want to decide a length. Because if you want the paper towels, it's gonna be a lot longer. Or if you want the toilet bowl roll, that would be perfect. And uh, I want to do that craft. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But I, it's something I keep thinking about doing. I might do it this year. We'll see. My my hot tip for that yeah. is if you get those little LED candles for that, is to do the ones that have a remote control for it, so that when you have all your candles set up, you just have one remote to turn them on, because it's a pain in the butt to turn every single individual LED candle on. That is a good point. That's a good <laughs> suggestion. Thank you. <laughs> I think that this, I'd be like, dang it. If only I had a friend who knew how to light these candles. <laughs> Foiled by my inability to light all of these candles at the same time. It gets, it turns into a pain in the butt, like turning out all those little, because I love LED candles a lot. And I'll like put them everywhere for like a scene for something or like a photo shoot or something. And I'll just be like, man, it'd be. I'm wasting a lot of battery just leaving this on because I'm too lazy to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you were a demon or a ghost, you know, whatever you're possessing, whatever supernatural thing that you're doing, uh, but if you were a demon and you're possessing someone, what would be a simple way to exercise you? Just do taxes. I hate dealing with taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that answer, but that's good. <laughs> oh, this? No, that's good. I'm good. I don't need to know. I don't know where that form is. I don't <laughs> want to know. This is going to take hours? Okay. And or, or if they're bad at math and doing, I'll be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I could, That would be a fun horror film just to have a, because you see a guy and you think it's a priest and he has a Bible and you're like, I got this. I don't mind. <laughs> and the person brings up the like a W2 and you're like, hang on, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> There's like that scene where it's like, we got to call a tax accountant. <laughs> and then they're like, and then like, what I want is gangster music as they're like coming out of their car and they're just ready with all of their supplies, but it's all done like the, like, what is it like with when a priest has like the rosary and everything, but it's all done in that same way. <laughs> that would be funny. Cause then it would also make it seem like the room is cold by the breath. Cause I've seen that in like every exercise. Yeah. <laughs> How creepy <laughs> demons demons love I would <laughs> if demons cool down the temperature of your room, I would invite so many demons to help me out during <laughs> It's summertime. Okay, all right. Seance. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta play some Ouija board, invite some people. <laughs> it's like pro tips if uh to save money <laughs> yeah. for the summer. Uh, I might draw that as a comic because that's pretty funny. I'm like, oh, you want to save money on AC? Just get possessed. Should be not not that hard. You just go to a yard sale and the creepiest doll, bring it in. Buy it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 
I <laughs> I think it's funny whenever a horror film has because uh, I, I think Conjuring One has it where like yeah it's just a bunch of old furniture that we just kept. He's like oh you shouldn't do that. And I'm like fuck you man. Uh, no one has <laughs> money to refurnish their whole house if uh, if some furniture is possessed so be it. It's gonna save me money. <laughs> Not gonna. <laughs> or just like. If you put salt in your house strategically and you have possessed furniture, then you could be like, well, we want to move everything and I'm, I live alone or something, or like, I can't have anyone help me. And you're just like, if I put salt in a certain way, then the furniture will move in the place that I want and I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the hutch. Uh, you're welcome to look at stuff, but I wouldn't recommend touching it because then you have to break the salt ring and <laughs> I can't guarantee your safety after that. <laughs> Unless you want your body temperature to be super cool all the time and kind of hot at the same time, then feel free to get possessed. You know, I don't, uh, there's, there's lots of demons that uh, vary in temperature and you never know which one you're going to get. Um, I love the, <laughs> I love the idea of the accountant because that is a level of stress that I just really hate. <laughs> And that would be a really great way because I was like thinking of all the things that could do to make to someone that someone could do to exercise me. And ah, oh, taxes is such a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought if someone like was if someone got like my favorite pie or something and put it on the table, or uh, if uh, they wanted to watch uh, the whole Twilight series in one weekend, then I would <laughs> not be willing to stay for that. But taxes, taxes would be old. The ultimate way to drive me out of a person. <laughs> I drew a comic where <laughs> I said if I was a demon, I'd possess a panda because I feel like if I was a panda, I could do a lot of damage before they want to put me down because I'm an endangered species. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's I, <laughs> and I don't know if they'd be able to ex exercise a panda. I don't know. I've never seen a movie where they had to exercise an animal. Yeah, yeah. It'd be tricky, I think. It would be tricky to film. Mostly because I think everyone would be on the side of the animal for so long. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> the panda's doing a lot of destruction. They're eating people, but it's a panda, though. Look how cute it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a new Exorcist movie coming out, and I am I'm hesitant to watch it. Not because I don't think it's going to be good. It could be good. The trailers look nice and scary. But... Uh, Fox. Fox had an Exorcist TV show that lasted for two seasons. Huh. And that was a sequel to the original Exorcist movie. Huh. Huh. And if you haven't seen the show, I think it's still on Hulu. Oh. I highly recommend it. Okay. I'm um, going to check that out. The first season is general Exorcist stuff, but mm -hmm. the second season gave you something really uh, original, gave you an original story with the same concept of Demon Possession, and I love that one. Uh, I think it's John Cho's in that one. I think that's the second season, dude. Really? I do like yeah. John Cho. Uh, I'd have to look it up really quick. Uh, I'd say really quick. Um, I hate looking things up while the podcast is going on, just because it gets really weird, and I'm like, oh, everyone wait and while I look it up. But, uh, um, yeah, I highly recommend it, and I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of worried about it only because I really love, yeah, it's John Cho in the second season. Um, I love that the show is a sequel, but the movie is going to be a sequel. And I think the movie is going to rewrite, is not going to go with what the show did, which is fine. It's fine. But I'm going to keep comparing 
that movie to the show, how the show handled the same situation. Okay. Yeah. I will have to check it out bef- before I make any judgments, but I mean, I will, I will consume all. <laughs> well, the first season has Gina Davis. Who's Gina Davis? I have to look that up. Uh, I'm terrible Gina- at names. Uh, she was in Beetlejuice. She was in League of Their Own. Oh my gosh! Yes, I know who Gina Davis. Yes, I love Gina Davis. <laughs> She's in the first season. I highly recommend that show. Okay, dope. Yeah, I'll check that out. I was surprised when it was on. Uh, it was on Fox. It was on just basic cable, and it's a pretty damn good show. I highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, I'll keep comparing it. And I think, I think the movie, because the movie can, because it's not going to be on basic cable. So I think the movie is going to be a lot darker and a lot scarier than the show. So that might make it better than the show. I don't know. I just know I'm going to compare the both. I'm going to compare the two. And I know I try to recommend people not to compare shows. Yeah. But I'll, I'll do it subconsciously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's like, you want to like respect the medium that it's in and not compare it to for instance like a book versus movie or something but it's really hard not to the easiest the the only way that i'm able to not compare is because i was i've been talking about this with a lot of people that a lot of people are very exhausted about all the content that is just always coming out uh based on like the franchise like too many marvel movies too many superhero movies too many scooby-doo movies yeah I don't know. I I think that because a comic book fan and an avid reader, I don't think that there's ever too much. I just think that you have to learn how to not read. You don't have to read everything. No. And the way I'm not going to compare the two is that I don't have to. I don't have to watch the movie, and I don't have to watch a show, and they don't have to really exist in the universe in any kind of way. Just have fun and enjoy the uh, enjoy the uh the spooky shit that they're going to show you. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz like someone commented saying that uh ever since they said that because there's so much Scooby Doo stuff, there's not good there isn't any good and I saw this on a post recently, like today I saw someone post about this saying that there's so much Scooby Doo stuff that the writing uh they don't even care about the quality of the stories. And I disagree completely. I disagree with them because uh, I think that there's a million writers out there that just because you don't like one story that they did doesn't mean that the next story is going to suck just because it's it's weird. It's I think it's a weird mentality that people have. People think that burnout or exhaustion means that everything else is bad. Yeah, yeah. Have you, because like, I bring that up, because, well, I, <laughs> I brought that up when I was talking about The Exorcist, but... They do have, there was a Scooby-Doo Halloween movie that came out recently, and when I saw that post, I'm like, how dare you insult this movie? (laughs) Do you have any, like, Halloween movies that (laughs) you would defend, even though you know it's not, (laughs) it's not necessarily that good? Um, I like a lot of horror movies that are considered not good movies. Uh like attack of the killer tomatoes being one of them oh wait your your point like you no i know i know how you feel i love (laughs) i love attack of the killer tomatoes i'm even thinking about the theme song as you said that why do why does the bad horror bad quote-unquote bad horror movies have such good theme songs like what is it llamageddon is a fun little song that they have in their end credits and i'm like I rocked that out on a camping trip recently, and people were singing along. 
I agree. I think that, uh, personally, I think that they have really amazing theme songs because I feel like if it's a bad movie or not, I, you know, I'm going to say, because we keep quoting, doing the quotation marks, a bad movie, but if it's not a popular movie, because I think a lot of like really popular songs have to be okay for a wider audience. So you don't get, mm-hmm. don't let artists run amok when it comes to like the big end movies. Yeah. But when a low budget or an indie horror film, they'll let artists be creative and that's where you're going to get good songs. Yeah. yeah. That's my theory. Um, so yeah, you said Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Llamageddon, what's some other Killer ones? Clowns from Outer Space. Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> what's wrong? What's wrong? Are you, are you aware of Afraid of Clowns? I think I... No, I didn't know that you were afraid of clowns. That's why I grimaced when you said that you made your dog a uh, Georgie. <laughs> oh, no! It's not because I don't think it's a cute idea, because it is a cute idea and well done on that costume, but I'm just terrified of clowns. And so when I saw when you said that, you set it up, I was like, you weren't Pennywise, right? And you're like, no, it was no face. I'm like, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you'll defend Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, I actually... <laughs> I mentioned this on podcast a lot of times, but I've, the first time I saw that movie was in the Clown Motel in uh, Tonopah, Nevada. Oh my goodness. What an immersive experience you had. <laughs> yep. It was it was for the clown charity. But uh, yeah, you'll defend that. Uh, do you plan on playing a video game? I didn't know that there was a video game. When is the release date? I'm going to look this up right now. It's coming out this year. Is it? Because I keep thinking that it's got a lot of, it's like in production limbo because I don't ever hear anything. Oh, it probably is in production limbo. Oh, planned release date is now 2024. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I do plan on playing that game for the clown charity. Like, if you raise enough money, I'll be a, uh, I'll be a victim, I'll be a human, and then all my friends who want to play get to be clowns and they get to attack me. Because I think that's the, I think that's the concept of the game, that people get to be clowns and people get to be people. For a person who has a fear of clowns, you're very clown-adjacent activities. Like, you're doing a lot of clown-adjacent activities, if I, not fully immersive clown activities. I raise money for charity, so if people donate enough money, uh, I raise it for the Children's Hospital of Orange County. So people people seem to be very altruistic when they also get to be sadistic. <laughs> Use your fear for a good cause. I'm down. Uh, what candy did you look forward to the most when you were trick-or-treating? Anytime anyone gave me full bars. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, Twix. I love Twix candy bars. You get you get the caramel, you get the cookie, you get the chocolate. It's, it's everything. I feel like the two candies... The, the, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking that I really love Musketeers. I love Three Musketeers. But I think that that's just the thing that I've always consistently loved throughout my life. Mm. But the thing that I remember being really excited about getting whenever it came to trick-or-treating as a kid was dots. Dots, really? Yeah. Uh, the moment I saw that yellow box with dots, I'm like, this is going to be a good time. <laughs> I think I've, I think I've uh, liked dots less and less as an adult because I realized that it's, <laughs> they're horrible for your teeth. Oh, <laughs> Yes, oh, that is only the only candy that's horrible for your teeth. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing, Nothing else. else will affect you. It's only dots. Yeah. <laughs> All the sugar that's in the rest of the candies, uh, they're perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. 
It's only dots. It says it on the box, too. It's like, warning, this is the only candy that's bad for your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I look very forward to the dots. Uh, I also look, I'm a big fan of Skittles. Um, I, do like I think Skittles and dots were the ones I really look forward to whenever I open my bag. Uh, mine was definitely Twix. Anything mm-hmm. gummy, actually. Or anything that looked like a human body part. So, like, gummy teeth, gummy eyes, all of those. <laughs> I think I also look for, very forward to Twizzlers. It's funny because I'm visualizing my bag and seeing, like, which ones I felt the most excited about finding. That's funny. And then you get to trade with your friends, like, the candy. That was also fun. I tried trick-or-treating as a young adult once I was 18 it was my freshman year in college and a couple of my friends we went trick-or-treating and I remember we went to like the third house and my friend was like I was checking out the guy that gave us candy we're too old for this (laughs) (laughs) I I really like uh this year I think I'm going to participate in trunk or treat and I dig that a lot. I think it's fun. I, I like mm. the idea of not having uh, kids go to a stranger's house. And I know that yeah. sounds bad. They're like, oh, the change of the times, ruining trick-or-treating. And it's like, no, I just really like the idea of people bringing their car to an area, uh, to a parking lot, and decorating their car. I think that that's a mm. fun idea. Yeah, that does sound nice. Also, like, I feel like, I think people forget that as a parent, you're just tired all the time. I mean, I assume, I don't have kids, but I assume parents are tired all the time and walking everywhere. And you're just like, I'm tired, but this kid is getting more powerful with every every door, with every candy stop. <laughs> I also don't have kids, and I agree. I agree that... <laughs> are more t- are always tired and whenever i whenever i can complain about be- being tired and a parent's like oh you don't know what tired is i'm like you're true you're right you're right <laughs> yep uh, yep agreed i get to sleep however i want <laughs> yeah if i'm not if i'm not working and i don't have any responsibilities for the day i can just be like you know what i give up i'm gonna go to bed parents can't do that <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah you have to keep someone else alive <laughs> Uh, well, you also have to keep someone else alive. You got your dog. Oh, yes. I mean, that's true. She's pretty chill, though. She doesn't, like, ask, like, as she's gotten older. When she was a puppy, it was like we had to go on walks, like, three times a day. And, like, const- now it's, like, now now it's a little more chill. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have any pets, and I don't want any pets. I love animals. I adore animals. Problem is, is that I don't like the idea of have uh, being responsible for another living being's existence. That's mm-hmm. fair. Uh, I love donating money, and it's weird because, like, <laughs> when I say that, it sounds very selfish. I think it sounds selfish, but I'm like, I'm willing to help out. I just uh, oftentimes forget to feed myself, and I don't think another living being needs to worry about food. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, I actually tell people, I was like, that's why my plants die, because they don't tell me when they're hungry, but my dog will be like, hey, (laughs) it's dinner time. (laughs) (laughs) What is one of your favorite encounters with a scare actor? So we talked about this a little bit. Uh, I... I have, uh, so I don't have a specific one. Mine have been pretty, pretty like uh, par for the course when it comes to haunts. But I have a friend once who said when she was a teenager, 
they went to a haunted corn maze, which is where the actors hid in the corn maze as you were trying to figure it out. And what one actor did was they overheard their conversation, their group's conversation. And so they knew everyone's name in the group. So then as they wandered around, they just whispered. Like, could you imagine if you're going through a corn maze and you just hear, Jimmy, come over here, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, my, name's as... pretty, my name's pretty common. So okay. I, it happens. It happens. Yeah. yeah. That would be creepy. Uh, did they add more to that? Was it, did it get worse? Uh, they it's like they would try to like lure you away because they knew your name. <laughs> the power of someone's never tell anyone your name. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's just demon. That's that's demon one hundred and one because <laughs> they can exercise you. Um, no, that would be ultimately creepy. Like I I do say that my name is pretty common, and so I hear it often whenever I'm out about out and about, but. What would be really creepy is if the monster knew everyone else's name. Yes. Yes. And then just the, talk to you. <laughs> um, have you seen the post on Instagram? Because I've seen it and I haven't. Uh, I'm pretty confident it's in Not Scary Farm because the clouds at Not Scary Farm have like a certain color code. So whenever you see posts on social media, you can recognize what theme park it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a video and I hate clowns, but there's a video that's really funny where someone is tying their shoes and the clown uh, runs up and sli- slides to a stop right in front of them and is yelling at them directions on how to tie their shoes. <laughs> oh, wait, yes, I have seen that pose. That's so stressful. I would mess up every... I'd be like, oh, God, I forgot everything. I don't know how to tie shoes anymore. <laughs> but that's what... Because like, uh, I was telling... Uh, we were mentioning this... Uh, because you were you were uneasy about the last one because you don't have an example of a good scare, and I mentioned that I was going to show talk about ones I've seen online, and that's the one that I really enjoy seeing, despite the fact that it's a name of clown. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of times the clowns at Not Scary Farm have a lot of fun, and I've been uh, <laughs> I know I mentioned I'm afraid of clowns, and I do always go to the clown area at Not Scary Farm because if I'm already going to spend the money to be in an amusement park, mm-hmm. I better get scared. Yeah. And so I'll go to the clowns area and they will do a lot of weird stuff. Cause I feel like a lot of monsters, they don't talk to you or they try to be stoic. Yeah. Clowns, clowns get to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's really funny is I'm actually friends with a couple clowns that do haunts in, in like our area around here in Washington. That's awful. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> They're fantastic. Uh, I'm also... They are scary clowns. <laughs> I'm friends with legitimate clowns, and they're good people, as long as I don't get to be around them when they're wearing their makeup. <laughs> it's the makeup that ruins it for me. You can wear bright clothing, that's fine, but you put on that makeup, we're done. I don't want, I don't want to chat. We're good. <laughs> um, one of my favorite moments of, with a scare, uh, I've got two moments I will mention. Uh, one moment was really brief, and it's just because I was wearing... I was wearing, and this is both at Knott's, I was wearing, do you know who Sinestro is? No. Uh, Sinestro is a yellow lantern, and it's the bad guy for Green Lantern, and he has that logo. And I had a Sinestro Corps shirt, and uh, there was a monster who was, like, he was really into the character, and he was hanging from something, and he was just roaring and yelling, and he saw my shirt, and he stops, 
and he he lifts like a flap of his clothing, and there's a yellow lantern ring on his bra. <gasps> Yes, nerd solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a Green Lantern ring somewhere around here. Oh, well, I can't find the ring, but I do have... <laughs> I know the yellow ring should be the most convenient part, but I do have the yellow lantern. lantern. Oh, that's great. Okay, so not related to Halloween at all. Yeah. And feel free to cut this story. But um, um, one, time, one time I'm waiting for the bus, okay? Mm. I, uh, I'm like with my friend and we see a bus approaching, but neither of us can make out the number on the bus. And the guy next to us hears us and he's like, oh yeah, it's the 72. And I was like, oh, you must have superpowers because that is so far away. And he goes, funny you say that. And he opens his coat and it has a Superman logo. (laughs) (laughs) And he flies away. <laughs> Just the timing on that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was he, that person was super ready for that. When you said you must have superpowers, and he was just like, Oh <laughs> yeah. This is a damn good setup. I can't wait to do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that person a lot. That person is uh, a champ in my uh, my book. Um the other moment, and I don't think, I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. I'm not entirely certain. But it was clowns again at Not Scary Farm. And it was near the end of the day, so everyone was exhausted. Like, all the uh, guests were all exhausted. We were all sitting around, texting, whatever. And there are two clowns, and they're they're being sneaky. And they have uh, a trash can air jet. So it was a trash can, but on the, on the bottom they had uh, a bag they could pull back with rubber bands and let go, and air would blow out of the jet, uh, out of the can. And they found someone who was not paying attention to them, so they snuck around behind the person, and the person was just texting, and their partner was not mentioning whatsoever, was not letting her know <laughs> that the clowns were coming at her. And the clowns were being really dramatic about tiptoeing, so they, the, the very cartoony hopping from toe to toe, yes. got behind her, pulled it back, and you could see the air, the air blow her hair forward. <laughs> <laughs> and she was not scared, <laughs> and she was very calm and quiet. And you know the way that everyone's exhausted. If something scares you, you're, you are too tired to react. And I think that her lack of reaction was funnier than if she got scared. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So, as someone who who celebrates Halloween all year round and does spooky shit all year round and has so many activities that they do, uh, having a binder of <laughs> the different activities that you had in summer. I mean, it's pilot. not a binder, but it is like a list and organized. Oh, I made list. a binder. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Let's clarify that for the listeners that that was only that's out of my imagination. <laughs> um, what tips would you give to someone who wants to get the most out of their October? Give give to someone. Uh, to uh, advice that you would give someone. Oh, advice, advice. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I mean, for me, like. I think don't depend on other people. Like if you want to do a spooky thing, go go out and do them. Uh, it's really easy, honestly. Uh, this is gonna sound silly, but if you just type in things to like 
Google Maps and put like haunt or Halloween or something like that, or those kind of keywords, things will pop up pretty uh, that you probably didn't even know about and it might be close to you. But honestly, schedule things. Like it's actually worth it to just schedule things. And then if you want other people to go, like just just be like, hey, I'm doing a thing. Does anyone want to come? It's happening on this date. Oh, <laughs> oh,